Hey. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Little jams for us this time around. Little jams. Uh-huh. Hey. Uh. Let's do it. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, what's going down? It's your boy, Mr. Hurry, live and in full effect. Holding it down for anchor.fm forward slash 215. Uh, the non-stop working podcast. Philly's number one independent podcast. D-A-U-S, Divine Artistic United Society. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you guys visit us at our website, www.daus.me, where we're non-stop working. So we're out here getting it popping, y'all. You know what I'm saying? We're getting it popping. It's been a it's been a lot going on. I see a lot of people um visiting the website. Thank you guys. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate it. Ladies, thank you. Um, shout out to Tiffy Jewel. You know what I'm saying? All the ladies over in, uh, ladies and guys, ladies and gentlemen, over at Tiffy Jewel. Uh, you know, every Tuesday and Friday, there's a live stream. You know what I'm saying? That Tiffy Jewel does. So we've been over there getting the numbers up, pushing the numbers up. You know what I'm saying? 300 viewers at a time, 400 viewers at a time. This kind of thing. And it's been, it's been going good. So shout out to Tiffy Jewel. All right. If you guys uh, are interested in in the live stream, go follow. All right, at um, Tiffy Jewels on Facebook. All right, follow so you can be notified when the lives go up. It's every Tuesday and Friday at seven thirty, and it's always a good time. All right, she's selling jewelry. You know what I mean? Jewelry, ladies, you need your jewelry. Fellas, you need you need to look fly. Everybody needs to look good. So do that. All right. You guys can find me over there every Tuesday, every Friday. We're making it pop. We're making it steam. That's what we're doing. So shout out to everybody again who's been uh, supporting. Our traffic has been awesome. I can't complain. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to all of you who've been um, making it pop and making it steam. All right. So we got a, a, a lot to talk about. You know what I'm saying? A lot to talk about. I've been getting a lot of uh, stuff sent over to me from listeners. So thank you guys. I appreciate that. That's very helpful. Very helpful stuff. It helps me decide uh, what you guys want to, uh, excuse me, it helps me figure out what you guys want to hear a lot faster. You know what I mean? But I've been putting more time in the, the fact checking of some of this stuff, going through it, making sure that it's not just gossip because there's been a lot of it coming in. But again, all helpful stuff. So thank you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't stop till you get enough. Don't stop till you get enough. So how's everybody been doing? Hopefully you guys are taking it easy. Excuse me. I'm just having a little banana. I don't want to pass out while I'm doing this thing. But how's everybody been doing? I don't want us to get... I don't want us to get out of here and get it messed up and start thinking that um, the COVID thing is gone and it's all over and everything's back to normal. I don't want us to get caught slipping. You know what I'm saying? I don't want us to get caught slipping. So if you guys are out there and you're seeing these protests, I want you to be careful, all right? If you're, if you're participating in these protests, you know, be careful. There are several here in Philadelphia recently I happened to run into one when I was in town the other day. I did get a recording of it. Um, I wanted to play a bit of it. Maybe I can hear. Let me see. Um, But I stopped during the protest to check it out. And uh, it it was just an interesting situation. Let me see. Here we go. Thank you. 
And that's right. They, a lot of people, uh, the, the incident over in Kenosha took place, too, which I'm going to touch on that for a second a little bit. I wanted to say some things because that's a, a very interesting shebang bang that's going on there. But this was a protest uh, downtown in front of City Hall took place. Uh, and it was just a very interesting thing uh, to see. You know what I mean? And 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 I'm tight. And after all of the stuff that just happened a few months ago, you know what I'm saying, with the rioting and the looting and everything, I'm keeping my eye on these protests. You know, I'm keeping my eye. So I, I took a few moments just to, to sit back and um, witness this thing. You know what I'm saying? I want to play this a little bit further. I maybe stay for uh, 10 minutes or more, you know, but so I won't play this whole thing, but um affiliations amongst us and that makes up this community where we you know know one another this woman speaking i'm saying that community i'm like family we don't know her we don't know who that is now somebody might argue well she's this person and she's a representative here and she does this over there and she does that and that's fine you know but but <clears throat> we we don't we don't know these people and we got to start remembering that you know we can't get caught up in the cameras and the the new stuff everybody wants to be on the instagram pop and everybody wants to get the footage and the recording so they can stunt and get some likes and something you know that's that's nice but you got to be careful right now you got to take that seriously you know you, you we got to take that seriously you can't be clout chasing folks that can cost you your life right now. You can't. We, we can't be clout chasing. We got to be for real. Who's asking us to participate in what? Because what's happening is people are going out here forming these crowds. And then all of these goofy attacks are popping off. And I don't want to see people getting caught up in these little attacks. People are getting hit with cars and, you know, all these little groups are out here talking about their um, helping people one minute and then the next minute they're turning their guns on them. This Kenosha situation, that's an example of what I'm talking about. You know, right now, they're they're trying to cover for the young man yeah, there dozens who was uh, involved in the Kenosha shooting. Check it out right media. here. CBS 2's Chris Ty is live in Kenosha, piecing together dozens of eyewitness videos. Chris. Brad, Erica stitched together those dozens of online videos. And a narrative begins to emerge. Not only was Rittenhouse not arrested last night, at the beginning of the evening, authorities thanked he and his so-called Citizens Brigade that showed up here in Kenosha. And at the end of the night, he was able to walk right out of the Kenosha hot zone. We appreciate you guys, we really do. Before there were bullets in the air, in this pocket of Kenosha at least, there were attaboys for the so-called Citizens Brigade. With that, the crew, some armed with long guns, took on the night. We don't have non-lethal. So you guys are full on ready to defend the property? Yes, we are. They don't have badges, but seem to have tacit approval from the same sheriff's officials selling others. You are a civilian. Your area is closed to them. You're trespassing. Leave. Leave now. 
17-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse, part of the brigade last night, wore a white hat, green shirt, blue gloves, carrying with him a long gun and, it appears, permission. Listen to what appears to be a hasty confession. As witnesses try and keep him alive, Kyle starts down the street and is noticed. He's taken to the ground, then fires his weapon at attackers. Another person appears shot by his long gun. This time, police attend to the injured. Kyle keeps walking, inching toward authorities at the end of the block as onlookers flag him to police. Hey, he just shot them! Hey, go right here, just shot them! Go right here, just shot all of them down there! With blue-gloved hands in the air, the gun around his chest, the brigade member thanked at the start of the night is given safe passage past police. Not stopped and cuffed, but allowed to exit with only this warning. The mayor of Kenosha making it very clear they do not want any citizens to show up as sort of some sort of police effort armed or otherwise. That is a clear message to stay away from Kenosha. And from the sheriff in Kenosha County today, two points. He said, number one, the fact that we gave water to that group should not imply that we were giving them tacit permission. We've given water to a lot of different groups. And two, if there was any indication that Rittenhouse with his hands up there was trying to turn himself in, he says his deputies didn't realize it. In Kenosha, Chris Tice. Mm. Mm. Yep. So you see their family you know, young dude, he isn't even old enough to have the weapons in his possession. And he's out there just busting on folks. And nobody stopped him. You know what I'm saying? Nobody stopped him. So, family, I don't want you guys to be afraid. I don't want you guys to be out here being afraid. I just want you to be mindful, be intelligent, you know, take care of yourselves because uh, there's a lot of funny stuff going on. And this isn't the first time this kind of thing has happened where there's all these groups being created with false identities and secret agendas. This isn't new. You know what I'm saying? So you... You know, I'm not it's it's not like I'm you shouldn't feel like you're being paranoid to question these groups and their motives. You know what I'm saying? Especially, like I said, when you go into your community, your neighborhood. And like I said, we don't have these groups. We don't have them. You know, so they claim to be representatives and for these people and for the the empowerment and betterment of everybody. But it's like, yo, who are you guys really? You know? fraudulent behavior uh, uh, some folks sent over to me a video talking about um, Dr. Fauci you know that's the guy one of the guys who's, who's talking heavy about the whole um, um, virus thing we, we have going on now you know so we talked about him before but this was interesting because it was talking about how he um, fakes um, how he fakes drugs and manufactures lies. Basically, that's what this video is suggesting. And uh, one of the ways that he does this, or one of these ways that they've alleged to do this, is. Uh, by creating these false groups and situations, uh, fake diseases and other things like this, you know, but check it out, check it out, you know, check it out, let me see, I'm, you know, but I want you guys to understand that this kind of faking and frauding, this kind of behavior, it isn't a new thing, so you shouldn't feel like you're wrong for questioning, but check it out, let's see what they say here. Group to push an agenda seemingly on behalf 
of society or an oppressed minority when in fact you're controlling that group for your own purposes. Now, does that mean that everybody who was ever a member of ACT UP or ever went to a demonstration was in on it, in on the, on the game? And the answer is no, because part of the game of creating these fake groups is also to attract legitimate people, mislead them, and weaponize them. And that's exactly what the drug companies did with ACT UP. Now, the question is, were they playing Tony Fauci, or was Tony Fauci playing along? Let's take a, a close look at an in-depth narrative he gave about his experience with ACT UP. Watch his body language, and you tell me. Okay, so I'll stop it there. So this is the kind of thing that's been going on. I don't know if you guys, if you heard it, hopefully you guys were paying attention you were able to hear it, but he said, what you do is you create a fake activist group centered around some kind of crisis, a global crisis, or you know something uh, affecting the masses, and then you co-opt that group. You put inside that group, um, you know, um, agents and that kind of thing, people who will steer the group in the direction um, that whoever created the group wanted it to go in. And you also attract some genuine people. So within these groups, you get real people who think that it's a real, a real legitimate group, a real legitimate activist work going on. And then within there, you also have these people who know that it's a front. And so this is some of the things that we have going on with these protests that you guys see popping off right now. Okay, this is also what you have happening with Black Lives Matter. So you guys got to be very, very careful. Okay, very, very careful. We also need to be careful, black family, too, because a lot of these uh, white supremacists are taking L's, man. They are taking L's left and right. They are catching fades out here in the streets. And they're not liking it. All right? So they're going home and they're, they're at their country clubs and at their favorite pubs. You know, they got the Black Lives Matter signs outside their pubs just to let you know that they like black folks. Which, for me, I think when I see now a house with a Black Lives Matter sign or a bar with a Black Lives Matter sign, I mean, I think that that means that that bar, that house is actually a racist bar and house. And the Black Lives Matter thing is kind of like a front because if you weren't a racist before, I don't know what's different now. You know what I'm saying? Like if you weren't racist last year, Black Lives Matter shouldn't really mean anything to you. You just continue on being not racist. So if it's like, oh, Black Lives Matter popped off and now I got to put a sign up. Well, to me, that's a sign that a person is now trying to exercise a newfound appreciation for blackness and this kind of thing like that. So but they're going back to their country clubs, guys. They're going back to their pubs. They're going back to their basement bars and hangouts. They're kicking it with Dave and they're smoking their tweeds and they're pissed off. And they're thinking about all different kinds of ways that they can um, undermine um, black folks, how they can continue to practice and demonstrate um, openly white supremacy. All right. So I want you guys to be very careful. I'll give you an example of this. Right. I was on Facebook and there's a, a brother who posted a question. I'm going to read it. I'm not even going to try to like swing it off the top of the top of the dome here. Give me a second. Let me pull it up, guys. Now, this is the kind of thing that I'm saying we don't want happening. OK, family, you don't want to be used by these individuals because that's what they're doing. So many of these people know that they can't they can't run out here and push a black agenda without actual black people the same way Eminem wouldn't be Eminem without a Dr. Dre. OK, so whenever you see these black guys, these white guys, these white organizations trying to push a black agenda, they have to have black people there for authenticity. Hang on. I'm looking for it now. I'm looking for it now. So if you guys are legitimately um, involved with these groups and helping out, great. But you don't want to be weaponized. OK, as a black person, you don't want your 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 darkness being weaponized. OK, so this brother on Facebook, he made he posted this question here. He says, why is a no-knock warrant wrong? And this is in reference to Breonna Taylor's case. He says, why is a no-knock warrant wrong? He asked that question. And he asked the second question. Why should the officers who murdered Breonna Taylor be charged with murder? 
Now, right away, I thought this was a trick question. And once I saw the question, first thing I did was check to see if the brother was even black. And he is. So before I responded, I wondered, like, is he even is he joking or something? Is he like asking something? And when I went in, one of the first comments made was a young lady making a comment like, is this a serious question? Because who black in their right mind is asking this kind of question? Why is a no knock warrant wrong? Why should the officers who murdered Breonna Taylor be charged? Right. So I waited, guys. I waited a while. Let time go on. Let time go on. And then something interesting happened. This woman popped up. Her name's Karen. I'm not going to give her full name because I don't care about the woman. Okay. But her name's Karen, surprisingly, right? And Karen chimed in to say this. As we began to respond to the black man's question, Karen chimed in and she had this to say. She says, and I quote, hey, y'all, thanks for answering these questions. Brian asked this question for me because I asked him to do so. I'm working on an article about this case. Do y'all see the nonsense? She said, the Supreme Court allows officers to use no-knock search warrants. The police in this situation had five specifically for Mrs. Taylor's address. They were at the right apartment. They use no-knock warrants to prevent suspects from destroying evidence and slash or hurting officers. Does this in any way change your opinion? There are no wrong or right answers. We are only interested in knowing what you think. This is a fantastic discussion. No, guys. No, black family. It is not a damn fantastic discussion. It is not a fantastic discussion. And only Karen would think it is. See, this is the kind of thing that I'm saying, guys, we got to stop allowing to happen stop letting these people play with us stop letting these people guinea pig you stop letting them experiment she's openly admitting that she's conducting an experiment the supreme you know i'm working on an article about this case well go write your article you see she couldn't even approach black folks and ask these questions herself because she know how inappropriate it would be so what does she do? She gets a black man to go play coon. Black family, stop letting them do this to you. Now you're going to be the face of an, of an idiotic post because she's convinced you to do it. And this young brother probably feels like he's, he's, he's uh, being proactive. In fact, he does because uh, myself and a sister shitted on him and Karen uh, for about all day yesterday. We shitted on them at this post right here. We wasn't letting Karen breathe. We put the foot on Karen's neck and we wasn't taking it off. You know what I'm saying? Without saying too much, because, you know, what the white supremacist likes to do is distract black folks. She's she's doing distractionary stuff right there. Whether she's conducting research or not, she's demonstrating white supremacy. OK, let me let me explain something else to you, because I went on to this post, guys, and I called this woman to her face suspect. I let her know that I thought she was suspect. I let her know that I thought what she was doing was suspect, you know. And I also told black folks that what she was doing is wrong and to not allow her to do it. I said she's on some passive, she's on some passive white supremacy shit. That's what I said, right? Right? Passive white supremacy. Now, this is what her response was because Brian went on to the post and tried to save her butt, right? He says, Anthony, she is not. Please, because I called her suspect. He said, Anthony, she is not. Please don't do that. This is one of my writers. We have explained our reason for asking the question. You see how he's talking about we? You see how the coons do? He's, he, he, he and Karen are we now. You see that? He said, we have explained our reasons for asking the questions trying to come to her defense. Are we going to converse about the topic or let our emotions get the best of us? And see, now he's talking like he's now he's a full on weaponized coon trying to do the shame game. Are we going to let our emotions and guys don't let people play like that with you? Don't let them play. Oh, you're being emotional. Yes, we are being emotional right now. And for that reason, all this kind of nonsense needs to stop.
You see, no one's over there messing with Karen about the Holocaust, right? If I was over there saying anything about the Jews and how they need to stop being emotional about Hitler, Karen would call me an anti-Semite, which I cannot be right away. But I'm not allowed to have emotions and feelings. Let's stop letting people play with us like we're not adults, okay? Hang on, guys. I want to read what her response was. So she responded after Brian responded. He Wait, let me finish. He says, are we going to converse about the topic or let our emotions get the best of us? I know you have more than just this to say, good brother. Yes, you damn right. I have more than just this to say. But I'm not prepared to share my feelings and thoughts with Karen. Not at all. Not at all. Let's stop giving the white supremacists our ideas, thoughts, and 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 speaking points to go and uh, build little finesses around. Let's stop that, all right? This is what she had to say back. She says, she says, B. Rock Carter, thanks. Thanks, Brian. In some ways, I get it. It's not an easy time for anyone. There's so much hatred. And no one really knows if any post is legit. It's hurtful. I'm the focus of a lot of rage. I'm Jewish, white, suburban, a baby boomer, etc. As I noted earlier, I don't really have a place of belonging. Even my name causes people to rage at me. But in many ways, I get it. I only wish people would stand back and realize what they're doing and saying how hurtful it is, especially when they hate when people do the same to them. See, all that's condescending bullshit, y'all. I'm not interested in standing next to no white Jewish suburban woman listening to them talk about their damn feelings. You understand what I'm saying? When they got access to resources, my people don't got access to. We're not playing that you're a victim game, guys. Stop letting them come around you and, and play. I'm a victim. Please help me feel better. And you and you black folks, stop being so desperate for some damn white friends. OK, because that's what that is. Brian, stop being so damn desperate for white acceptance that you let these people come pull on your little ass heartstrings. Stop letting them do it. OK, because if you was in their community right now and you start talking about how great Obama was and you start talking about how good uh, 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 or how wrong the damn police department is, they would jump right into their racist bag and be ready to walk your ass right out the gated community. Do you understand? Stop trying to give these people a support they are not willing to give you. Stop it. They are sitting around their houses and they are talking nothing but smack, okay? They're sitting there trying to figure out all kind of ways to continue to undermine black folks, disrespect black folks, you understand what I'm saying? And also continue to exercise freely and openly white supremacy. All right, speaking of which, I want you guys, since we're talking about the Breonna Taylor case, I want you guys to go look into something, all right? I'm going to play this here. I read an article. I found it the other day. So I read it real fast. I did a recording of me reading the article. But they're talking about how uh, allegedly Brianna Taylor's boyfriend, I'm not sure if it was the one that was involved in the, the shooting incident or if there was a, another boyfriend. But they're saying that they offered one of these gentlemen a deal. OK, some kind of a deal. And the deal is. If they say that Brianna Taylor was involved in a syndicate, a drug syndicate. Uh, they will give this individual some reduced time. Now, what kind of nonsense is this? Now, the sister's dead. And they're trying to get someone living to accuse her or testify, give testimony that she is, in fact, involved or was involved in some kind of drug syndicate. Now, I want you guys to, to, to pay attention to something. All right. What they do to people after they're dead. How they try to use dead people as the fall guy. Okay? As the fall guy. All right? And this is a lot like the uh, Epstein case. You see, with Epstein dead, they're throwing all these charges up on Epstein, right? Every, every, you know, nobody had anything to do with anything. It was all Epstein. Since he's dead, let's just, let's just blame everything on him. So, since Brianna's dead, this is the police now trying to blame all of their mistake on her do you see what i'm saying 
They're trying to they're trying to justify what they did by blaming her, by faulting her, by accusing her of being some kind of drug dealer. You know, which is just crazy, because if that was the case, we could have just said that from the get go. Right. But check this out. Brianna Taylor's ex-boyfriend offered plea deal if he would claim Taylor was part of organized crime syndicate. Stephanie Guerrillas, Guerrillas, August 31st, 2020, 435 p.m. It's Yahoo News. Jamarcus Glover turned down the plea deal that would have implicated Breonna Taylor in his alleged crimes. Breonna Taylor's ex-boyfriend was offered a plea deal if he would claim that she was part of an organized crime syndicate. Jamarcus Glover, Taylor's ex-boyfriend and the focus of the no-knock raid, which took her life, pled not guilty to drug charges Friday. Court records indicated that prosecutors were willing to give him a plea deal if he were to implicate Taylor in his alleged crimes. Glover was given Glover was given the offer by the Jefferson Commonwealth Attorney's Office on July 13th to avoid a 10-year prison sentence and be sentenced to possible probation. In return for leniency, he was required to admit he and co-co-defendants were involved in a drug trafficking operation in Louisville, Kentucky through April 22nd. According to court records, the crime syndicate sold drugs from an abandoned warehouse and vacant houses in Louisville. Taylor, 26, lived just 10 miles away. Glover, 30, turned down the plea deal. An attorney representing Taylor's family in a wrongful death lawsuit blasted officials for the lengths to which those within the police department and Commonwealth's attorney went to after Breonna Taylor's killing to try and paint a picture of her which was vastly different than the woman she truly was. Sam Aguera said. Hmm. Heavy. Yeah, folks, so that's that's the article. All right, you guys got to forgive me. I read slow. You know what I'm saying? I like to think about what I'm reading as I'm reading it to make sure it's making sense, but that's what they're doing right now, all right? They're trying to flip everything as fast as they possibly can. They're trying to find justifications. All right. Which is crazy because basically what they're pushing is, you know, I'm white and I'm right because I'm white. That's what they're pushing. All right. Right now, we already we, we you know, to come back now after so much time and, and, and try to say, oh, well, well, this is really the justification for what happened. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. You should be able to explain why she's dead from get go. It shouldn't take an investigation and all of those kind of things. All of that means some things went wrong. You know, but family, we got to understand these people aren't happy right now. White folks are not happy. They are afraid. They're nervous. They're in their heads about so much. OK. And this is why you got to be careful with your children. With your children, who they're playing with, whose houses they're going to. A lot of black folks in the past few years have been doing all right for themselves, have been able to move out into different communities. You know what I'm saying? Some of these integrated towns, black folks are moving into small suburbs. These guys are moving into your your, your kids have some new classmates that are all white. Well, you got to be careful right now. Because these kids are spending a lot of time around their parents especially right now during this pandemic, everybody's locked up. And so these kids are hearing exactly what mommy and daddy feel and think, you know what I'm saying? They're listening through the walls and some of these kids don't got to listen to the wall. Some of these parents are sitting right in front of them telling them, Hey, little Billy, don't you hang with no niggers. You know, just like that. Hey, I, I don't want to, you know, it's fine if you play with those little niggers up the street. Just don't go bringing them down here. You know, you can you can you can play up the street with your little nigga friends, but they can't be getting up in our pool. You know, these kind of things. So, family, you got to be careful right now with your children, with your children going back to school. 
You know, you got to understand that some of these younger kids are being trained at home to perpetuate white supremacy. So some of us need to sit our children down and prepare them. You need to prepare your children for what's going on out here. Let them know that, you know, son, right now, you know, daughter, right now, you know, white folks have a little sickness. And what's that sickness? Well, you know, they they may they might want to harm you or cause you harm because you're a black person, because you're you have dark skin. Don't let your child go out here unprepared for this. OK, because it could be dangerous. You still have a lot of people being picked up off the street. Just down in South Philadelphia, there is a, a, a hanging. A young man was found uh, hung, you know, just near Pat's and Geno's. So you guys got to know where we are. OK. Also want to talk to you about something. Spend some bringing up the, the children. There was a young black girl. Young black girl got attacked by a little boy. You know, did you guys hear? All right. I'm going to play that. I've got that young black girl attacked by this little boy. Because she told him her blackness was beautiful. He, he attacked her with a pole. Y'all hear about that? Young, young girl attacked by a little white boy with a pole. Hang on. Blew my mind. The mother of a local 11-year-old girl says the savage attack on her daughter was racially motivated. Tonight, a 12-year-old boy is facing felony aggravated battery charges. And hate crime charges could follow in this case. Meantime, tonight, neighbors in that Shawnee, Kansas apartment complex where it happened are reacting to this vicious assault on a young girl. It's awful. It's so sad to see. Tonight, neighbors at this apartment complex in Shawnee, Kansas, are reacting to disturbing images of 11-year-old Nevaeh Thomas. That's just, that's terrible. I feel sorry for that poor girl. Um, she didn't deserve that. It happened at the apartment complex near Neiman Elementary on Friday. Nevaeh's mother says a 12-year-old boy walked up to her while playing at the apartment complex and called her racial slurs. Nevaeh responded with, my black is beautiful. That's when Nevaeh says the boy hit her in the face with a pole, leaving her bleeding and unconscious. Serena Maven lives in the complex where it happened. It's kind of concerning because I, I mean, I have children that are, you know, different races. My son is a black, black boy and, you know, it's, you never know what's going to happen. So it's, it's kind of concerning. Nevaeh's mother says the 11 year old is recovering at home. She suffered from a concussion. She has um, stitches inside and outside of her um, cheek. She's lost her tooth. The 12-year-old boy is charged with aggravated battery, a felony. Now, some in the community believe hate charges should be considered in the case. Hate speech has become the norm. Violence has become the norm, and it has seeped into our children. So as for the possibility of hate crime charges in the case, Johnson County District Attorney Steve Howe says the juvenile system works a little bit differently than the adult system when it comes to hate charges, but he adds a judge could have wide discretion. In a yeah. You know? So that's happening right now, that kind of thing all over the place. So our children got to know what's up. Our children have to know what's up. He said the young man approached the, the girl calling her racial slurs, using racial slurs. That means he was calling her a nigger. Why is a 12 year old girl being called a nigger by Another 12 year old or 11 year old. Why are why are children interacting in, in that way? So a lot of these white supremacists, like I said, parents are at home and they're upset and angry and they're saying and doing whatever around their children. This young boy might even be witnessing his mother being abused by a father. You understand what I'm saying? But he's definitely in an environment that's encouraging all of the wrong things. And we need to understand that that's likely to be the case. You think that, well, if that's a white woman and she has kids, she should know how to raise her children. No, guys. The white supremacist does not mind if their children inherits their white supremacist views. In fact, they hope that the children uh, adopts the views. They hope that the children can pick up the ball and take the torch and run with it. OK. 
So you need to be preparing your kid. You know what I'm saying? That young girl, they said that young girl responded to this young man. That her black was beautiful. And that makes me think that she, this wasn't the first time that she's interacted with this young man or was faced with this kind of hate. You know what I'm saying? It seems like she's encountered that already. And someone has taught her to um, defend herself with my black is beautiful. And that's good. That's good. But go ahead and take it a step further and teach your kids about defending themselves. Okay? Because everything isn't going to be a fight of words. Sometimes people are going to want to pick up poles and cause real harm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes they're going to want to move like that. So we got to start teaching our kids to be prepared for things like this because it's real. It's not a game. You understand what I'm saying? The attack on the children isn't going to slow down. It's going to pick up and they're going to try to change the face of it. Okay, I told you guys that um, the Ghislaine Maxwell, I'm sure I'm butchering that name. I think it's Ghislaine. I don't know, guys, but... I've just been saying Miss Maxwell. I just don't want to start saying Miss Maxwell and people not know who I'm talking about. But the Maxwell woman, who was a part of the whole pedophile um, sex trafficking situation with Jeffrey Epstein, well, she's behind bars, all right? And out of nowhere, guys, I was expecting arrests, right? But instead of arrests, what we see now is we're starting to see uh, large rescue missions taking place, all right? Large numbers of kids now are being found in all of these places that they couldn't be found before, right? Where it was taking years to find these children and everything like that. Maxwell goes to jail. Two weeks later, three weeks later, there's these rescues popping off. Check out this clip here talking about 39 children who were rescued in Atlanta. Well, a mission to rescue missing Metro Atlanta children and reunite them with their loved ones is ending. Operation Not Forgotten stretches across our part of the state hoping to provide answers for parents who have spent countless hours looking for their children. CBS 46's Brittany Edney joins us live tonight with the result of a, Brittany, a two-week mission. That's right, Sean. 39 missing children were found and nine arrests were made during this operation. The U.S. Marshals Service tells us that 26 of those children were rescued and the other 13, they were located and they were made sure to be safe. Well, CBS 46 cameras were there during this mission and our Megan Packer takes us inside Operation Not Forgotten. When you think of U.S. Marshals, you probably think of them out catching fugitives. But this was a very different mission, and they gave CBS 46 access to their operation. Our agency has uh, a very good reputation for finding people. U.S. Marshals suit up to get to work. They're looking for someone on the run, but not a dangerous criminal. We're going after children. This is Operation Not Forgotten. And oftentimes these children don't understand that we're there to help them. A massive planning operation behind the scenes was carried out over the course of two weeks in the Atlanta and Macon areas earlier this month. CBS 46 was granted access as the Marshals and several partner agencies worked to track down critically missing children. Darby Kirby is the chief inspector of the U.S. Marshals Missing Child Unit. The child is typically at risk for some type of crime of violence, crime of violence meaning child sex trafficking, uh, child exploitation, abuse, or there's an elevated risk factor to that child, meaning they might need medication or there may be mental health concerns. On this day, Kirby and her team found a 17-year-old girl who ran away from foster care. She was with a convicted felon who had a gun. They removed her from a potentially dangerous situation. We have to take a on more of like a, a protector role, more of a guardian. We have to remove that child from that situation and then explain to her, hey, this is why we're here. We're here to help you. Kirby
Kirby says many of the young people they're tasked with finding in these cases come from a life filled with trauma, including physical, emotional, and sexual abuse, making it even more critical for them to get to safety where they can begin to heal. The U.S. Marshals Missing Child Unit has helped find more than 1,800 children in the last five years. Hmm. So, interesting stuff, right? And did you guys catch it? Something that stuck out to me. They said that they rescued some and located others and made sure they were safe. So I don't know if they located some of these others and these kids were like um, of a certain age that they couldn't take the children away. I don't know if the children were, you know, I don't know what the situation was with the kids that they just located and guaranteed with guaranteed safety. I don't know what that means, but. I'm very interested in knowing what that means exactly, all right? But I but right away I think it means some of the kids were they were able to take some of the kids away from wherever they found them. That other children were located but they weren't able to take them for whatever the reason. All right? But I just think that is interesting that 39 kids are rescued, right? 39 kids are rescued. How did you locate 39 kids? You know what I'm saying? How do you, you know what I mean? What kind of, what kind of work do you have to be doing to get? Okay, I understand. I'm, I'm looking for this kid. I'm looking for that kid. I understand. I'm looking for 39 kids. How do you find them all at once? So guys, I want you to understand that this, this, these, these little circles, these little circles of pedophiles and sex traffickers, people are very aware of them. And we can't let them play us. We can't let them play us like, like we don't know that they know it's up. All right. So this woman goes behind jail. She gets locked up. Right. She's she's in holding. And she has the ability to drop tapes on everybody. So why don't we protect her by going ahead and just start? We'll go and rescue the kids from the places that we know. So Gislaine, you tell us. You give us the names of some lower players, not not anybody significant. You tell us about the guys who are taking the kids off the street and the kids and the guys who are holding them in trailers and the guys who are keeping the kids in basement. You let us know where you're getting these people. You let us know about those guys and we'll turn a blind eye to the big fish. You see, that's how they do these kind of things. If there's 39 kids being found at once, that should be happening all over the place and it should be happening on a regular basis. 39 kids, 40 children. Now, if you found 39 kids, what leads do you have to more? Were these 39 children in one place? How did you come about the locations? And they're still pinning everything on Epstein, see? So there's a lot more people that should be being brought up, all right? Because the entertainment industry, the mainstream entertainment industry, the Hollywood industry, that's coming to an end, guys. It's crumbling. And these are some of the signs of that. What? That their pedophile rings are falling, but not only that their pedophile rings are falling, but that their top dogs are all going underground to avoid being recognized in this mess because a lot of them have charges brought up on them right now check out this article okay it's talking about the fall of hollywood all right i want you guys to check uh, this out this suggests here. that something is amiss in hollywood where they're starting to realize exactly what's going on and what the damage is going to be if any right joining us now to talk about this actor director writer cinematographer sean stone so i guess the big question is what is up sean right now with hollywood can it come back can it survive covid19 can it survive, uh, Jalene Maxwell is the question, actually. Um, I think just talking, you know, referring to, you were talking to Lionel, it's, it's an important point to bring up that what Me Too did to Hollywood, don't forget, at the beginning a few years ago with the Weinstein takedown. I still think that there's a lot more that's going to come out here with this Jalen trial because remember who all has been on Jeffrey Epstein Island. I mean, it's more, you know, in terms of the private jets, it's been more than Chris Tucker and Kevin Spacey and the Clintons. And I think you're going to see other Hollywood icons really? uh, involved in closing. Wow. 
So you're on the record here saying you think other shoes will soon drop if Ghislaine Maxwell spills the beans and they will be either directors or, or, or actors in Hollywood. Males, of course. I don't even think it's about her spilling the beans. I think that there's case and evidence that's being drawn up you know, in conjunction with the investigation into her. There's a lot more that's being, that will be exposed about Epstein Island. I'm 100% positive on that. And, uh, and the question is who, and who will be involved, who will be implicated, who will talk. Um, look, I mean, this, we just haven't seen the end of it. Me Too was the beginning of this. We haven't seen the end of it. And so COVID is a wonderful opportunity for everything to shut down and to restructure. But I think there's a lot of concern in Hollywood across the board from the exposure on the, you know, the Epstein thing, pedophilia questions to, you know, what happens now with uh, movie theaters and, you know, these overall, these over bloated budgets that were that were being done before obviously with the studio system as it's been you know you've seen a lot of cutbacks in the studio system with the whole economy now in shutdown so it's not so much about the covid it's the whole economic structure as we know america is is is, is on uh, how do you say everyone is, is in receivership at this point everyone's waiting for a government handout including big corporations so right it creates a lot of questions by the way, I'm just going to press you on this one other time because I know that you live in Hollywood. You talk to people all the time um, there. Are, can you source the story about the fact that Ghislaine Maxwell will likely take others down? And you don't have to give me names, but people have there, – there's enough conversation you're hearing about this? Is that what you're saying? It's not that I, – I, I'm. what's happening is there's investigations ongoing in conjunction with the Ghislaine story into Jeffrey Epstein's island and who all was there, who all is part of, you know, again, those those lists of who's been on the jet, what they know. There's, I'm, I guarantee you there's a lot more going on behind the scenes in terms of investigations into everyone involved with the Epstein story, who Epstein was, what was really going on. I mean, why Glenn Maxwell is like a James Bond character, right? He's like a great pilot. I mean, this, there is more to the, there's, where there's smoke, there's fire, right? There's a lot here and it hasn't been explored. We know that and a lot of this investigation is ongoing. So I can't say what this will entail, but I know questioning is going on behind the scenes. That's fantastic. Well, I'm... yeah, see, like I said, guys, this Hollywood thing, that's over, man. And and if you heard him saying it's an economic thing, those budgets that these guys had, you understand Hollywood was just throwing money around. Throwing money around. You know what I'm saying? It's so it's so hard to understand how much splurging has been happening for years around entertainment industry. It's very hard. But if you go in and you give yourself, if you brush up on your history and you look at the creation of the industry and you follow it all the way to now, if you study the economics of it, what's the true cost of production and all these different kind of things, you realize that most of these guys were just throwing money around, just having a good old time. And it's coming to an end if it hasn't ended already, yeah? You know, like they said, everyone's being investigated right now. Much of what you see with with all of these celebrities doing Zoom conferences and Zoom meetings and uh, um, the versus battles. A lot of this is because these individuals, some a lot of these individuals are being investigated as well. And they're not saying anything about it, but a lot of them have stay at home orders. And so they can't do anything other than. Because they are, you know, flight risk. A lot of them have a lot of money and things like that. A lot of them can't do anything besides be at home and online. And so it's easy for them to say, well, I'm at home um, waiting out this pandemic like everybody else. I'm, I'm avoiding the COVID thing like everyone else. When in fact, they're being investigated. Okay, so we're talking about your 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 anybody you might like, your Ellen's, your Oprah's, your Rihanna's, your Chris Brown's, like they said, Chris Tucker. You understand what I'm saying? And I want to also mention this, too. This is what I want you guys to remember about R. Kelly. When they brought up R. Kelly, you see, they weren't able to do R. Kelly dirty. They weren't able to just throw him under the bus because see R. Kelly has the ability to talk like Ghislaine does. See he could mention 
others as well because he doesn't run any sex rings. Do you understand what I'm saying? He might participate in them. He might have taken some of the thinking of men who um, run these rings and said, you know what? I like that. I'm going to do it myself. Not me trying to minimize if he has a predator nature, not trying to minimize that at all. But I just want you guys to understand there's there's so much that's tied into the same things right now that you have to be considerate when you start to see these things playing out on the news. You know, 39 kids rescued, R. Kelly and the uh, allegations, Bill Cosby and the allegations. These are top dog players, you see. These are people who have the ability to implicate And then they're black. But before we get to black folks and what they've been doing, black folks, if they were, oh, they were, they were, they were abusing women. I said, dude, it's, it's clusters. There's cul-de-sacs of white folks who were doing this stuff in Hollywood, your Calabasas Hills and all of this. If you actually went around to these towns and could just ride and hang out through you see all kind of crazy things happening bizarre things happening that movie get out what's going on in these little on these little estates you understand this is why i'm too big on being at at uh, uh these 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 white folks big old houses where you know it's acres of land and nobody know you there i'm not big on that because you don't know what folks are doing So we got to protect our children and we have to stay vigilant. We got to be mindful. You can't go trusting everybody right now. You can't be afraid to tell somebody to their face that you don't trust them. It's all right. You have to protect yourself, black family, because little boys are hitting girls in the face with poles because they're black. So imagine what adults who are racist are prepared to do to other adults. And also, this is very important before we get out of here, family. Stop being scared. You guys got to stop being fraidy cats. Every time I meet with brothers and I'm talking about something, I see the fear in their eyes. When I speak from a, a position of pride, when I speak, uh, when I speak about a law and the power of a law, they they become fearful. And if you're afraid to be great, if you're afraid to defend yourself, if you're afraid to be free, well then, you deserve to be mistreated by white supremacists. If you're afraid to not be dominated, then you deserve to be dominated. If you're willing to stand around asking for the people dominating you to be lenient, to show mercy, you deserve Whatever it is that you get. So I say again to my family, stop being afraid out here. Stop acting like cowards. Stop, stop asking, asking for white supremacy to befriend you and hold you close and keep you warm at night and safe. Because white supremacy is not going to do that. That is not what white supremacy is for. But we're going to keep moving forward, right? Because we're nonstop workers. And we're going to keep our head on a swivel. And we're going to stay up on cold. Y'all guys should know what this is. If you don't know what it is, you got to get up in the mix. Because we're past the time of talking. We're past holding these people's hands. We're focused on black excellence and black excellence alone. We don't need allies. Okay? These people are not our allies. We don't need friends. If any of these people are their allies, they need to demonstrate it by going into their communities and creating positive change for black folks from there. Before sitting in our faces, telling us how we should feel, how we should think and reminding us of what the law is. Well, no, that's all going to have to stop. And black folks, when you see it, when you see folks out there getting in the ass of the white supremacist, stop being the one to come in and defend the white supremacist. Stop it. Stop being that person. Stop being that person. 
I want to say thank you to everybody that's been tuning in. All right. It's the anchor.fm forward slash 215, the nonstop working podcast. Philly's number one independent podcast, DAUS, the Divine Artistic United Society. Make sure you guys continue to visit us at our website, www.daus.me, where we're nonstop working. All right. Also, guys, by the way, we got a new podcast. All right. I want you guys to check it out. It's called DTT, Digging Through Tracks. All right. It's hosted by myself and Moolah Be the Gang, D Money of Moolah Gang International. All right. We've recorded our first episode. And we're going to be coming to you guys live. All right. From the DAUS HQ once a week. Um, with a fresh episode. Uh, is it once a week? I think it's once a week, guys, that we're going to be doing it. Or, or it's every other week. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I'll get back to you. But go check it out. All right. You can find it on Anchor. It's called, again, Digging Through Tracks, DTT. All right. All right. And um, hopefully you guys will enjoy that segment, that show as well. We're talking about music and music history, labels, artists, the business, that different kind of stuff like that. Different stuff all centered around Music and the history. Our first episode, we're talking about jazz. We're talking about Nas, Aaliyah, and a few other things. All right. So go check it out. Go check it out. All right. And that's that's it for the show here. All right. This is anchor.fm4 slash 215. It's your boy, Mr. Hurd. And I'm out of here, folks. I love you guys. I'll talk to you again in a second.